Good afternoon to you. It is Thursday, March 2nd at 2.50 p.m. Uh, Purdue is getting ready to play tonight at 9 p.m. in the Kohl Center in Madison, Wisconsin versus the unlikable Badgers. In the meantime, Purdue is waiting patiently for an outright Big Ten championship, and it's working. Let me talk a little bit about that and uh, uh, about some other things. I've got to, I want to talk a little bit about Purdue's young guards and what might be happening to those guys um, as they uh, kind of drudge through this season. Uh, Nate, thanks for tuning in. Appreciate it. Um, but uh, before I do it, let me, let me thank our sponsors. Uh, let me thank Martin Vintage. Head over to martinvintage.com. Pick up a T-shirt or sweatshirt. Um, enter boiled at checkout, get 15% off. If you missed the big sale this weekend, they had a 20% off, um, and I think that's passed. Also, when you're on campus for the Illinois game, it's coming up. That could be a chance for people to see the Big Ten trophy. We already know Purdue's guaranteed part of the trophy. Maybe they'll just get the top part. Just kidding. Um, no, they're gonna, they're, they've are gonna. they got uh, at least a portion of the Big Ten championship already wrapped up. We await how they will win the uh, outright, if they can do it. Um, but while you're on campus, head over to AJ's on Vine. Before you go over there, go to eatajs.com. When you get there, talk to Adam. He's a great guy. Uh, they, they, it's, a, it's a great place. Great place to meet, hang out, watch some TVs, burgers, beef, beer, eatajs.com. So uh, first off, this shirt, I want to talk a little bit about something that I think is a funny thing. Okay, Obviously, again, I don't even know what brand this is. I don't know what that means. I don't know. You know I'm, a, I'm a Martin Vintage guy, but I saw this. I, I was like, I don't know what that is. But I had to buy the shirt. So I, I kid, of course. So every year, if you don't know this, Purdue puts out, Purdue puts out, Nike puts out um, warm-up shirts for the teams that make the tournament. And this year, uh, Nike put out shirts that are just absolutely stupid and not good looking. And University Bookstore uh, noted they didn't print the shirts. They didn't design the shirts. They were just kind of given them. And generally, they sell like hotcakes. I really think that. This year, I think they're not going to. But when I saw this shirt... At Dick's Sporting Goods, I was like, okay, if it's got the script on it, I'm kind of a sucker for it. Honestly, it's that simple for me. I love this logo. And so I did something I never do, which is pay full retail for something, uh, because I think the shirt is just incredible. So this is my version of Purdue's tournament shirt this year. This is what I'm going to be wearing on uh, opening Thursday and Friday, opening weekend, to support the good guys. But the... The thing on this, on the tournament shirt that Nike put out says Purdue Soul, S-O-L-E. And their convoluted, Nike's convoluted uh, explanation why they put that on every shirt for every team um, is, uh, is silly. I'm not even going to give it the time of day. I've already given them too much time. But the thing that's funny and uh, is when you say Purdue Soul, kind of sounds like you're saying Purdue's Whole, which I, I, the, whole, the whole thing, they did a bad job. Nike did a bad job. Don't. Don't buy that shirt. It's not a good shirt. Um, but let me talk about something that's a little bit more important, a little bit more fun. Uh, last night, if you were watching basketball, which many of you were on Twitter with me, and I was delighting in what I saw. First off, we saw uh, uh, Ohio State beat Maryland. And Ohio State has all of a sudden remembered they're pretty good at basketball. They've got lots of talent on that team. And all of a sudden, they're kind of cooking. Uh, they look like the team, the Ohio State team back in December all of a sudden. So they beat Maryland. Uh, once again, these teams with these experienced athletic guards, you can't, 
you can't replicate that. Ohio State has another old guard. I think they have a 23-year-old. I think Maryland has a 23-year-old. Um, I'm going to talk about that here in a second, how important that is. Speaking of 23-year-old guards, uh, Northwestern, who has some old guards, some guys that have gone through transfer, one of them, I think Adige, who a lot of people think is the Big Ten, one of the, if not the defensive player of the year, he's on the, he's on the all-defensive team. He and Zach Eady will play um, on those games. They'll travel around other conferences and play against their offensive teams. See, that's not true. It's a lie. But the uh, but Adige uh, is a great defender. He's an old man. Um, and Northwestern got beaten by Penn State last night at Northwestern. The night before, I think two nights ago, IU got beaten by Iowa at IU. So what does this mean to Purdue? Well, it means Purdue can sit back, relax, while other teams do their bidding and just keep knocking those teams with a, that, that were two games behind back another rung. If you look at this right now, Purdue had a two-game lead coming into the night on Michigan, uh, Maryland, and Northwestern last night. Before that was IU. So IU got knocked back to that three, game, three games behind Purdue, so they're not getting a share of the Big Ten title. Now, of course, Maryland's not getting a share of the Big Ten title. Now, Northwestern's not getting a share of the Big Ten title. And if Illinois wins tonight at 7 p.m., they will knock Michigan out of any share of the Big Ten title. All while Purdue does nothing. Like I said this a, a week ago, I think I said uh, it's been the year of um, second chances for Purdue. It doesn't matter what they do, they get another chance. And the reason is, a lot. You, it depends on where you're focusing, but I would say Purdue did their work. This is kind of like a, there's a great moral of this story. Start off right away doing things the right way and it pays off. And Purdue has been playing good basketball since November. Okay? And in January, really, they did their work for this Big Ten title. They won six straight road games in the Big Ten. That's a very colossal task. I don't care which six Big Ten teams you're playing. That's a big deal. And that's when Purdue won the Big Ten title. Brian Newbert talked about this idea. It's a little bit different. His messaging is a little different. You don't win the Big Ten by beating the, the other teams that are great on a Saturday night. You, you win the Big Ten by beating Minnesota on a Tuesday or Wednesday night. I think I'm quoting him um, uh, somewhat accurately. And I think the principle is absolutely accurate. But really, Purdue, more than just beating Minnesota on a Wednesday night, and beating like a drum, by the way, I think it was a Wednesday or a Tuesday night when they beat the hell out of them, it was winning all those road games. That's really Purdue's story this year, and that's why they're in the driver's seat, and that's why they had such a big lead and continue to have such a big lead on the conference. Purdue is absolutely in the driver's seat. If they beat Wisconsin, if they beat Wisconsin, they've got the title outright, and that is even without Illinois helping Purdue by beating Michigan. Or they could say, well, just beat Illinois, and they could win the, the title outright. There's a lot of ways that put Purdue into an outright Big Ten regular season title. Now, like I've been saying for weeks, like I always say generally is I am always focused on March. This started happening for me like five, seven years ago. I was like, I just want to see what seed they get. And Purdue is still in the driver's seat for a number one seed. If you look at kind of the odds and the probability, Purdue has had such a good body of work. They're in really good position to get that number one seed. If I were Purdue, here's what I'd do. Matt Painter talked about this in his like kind of in the hallway comments to the media yesterday a pre-Wisconsin comments. And one thing he said, he said, you know, we've gotten the best uh, shot from a lot of teams. We've gotten their best effort because they saw that little tiny number one next to Purdue for many parts of the season, and it was a target. And those teams came at Purdue with everything. The question is, he asked, why can't Purdue give their best effort when they're playing everybody? And if only Coach Painter 
knew the team well enough to make the comment to him, hey, that's exactly, that's the whole, that is the whole story. The whole story for this Purdue team. How motivated are they? Okay, now this leads me into another point I'm going to come to in a second. But if Purdue can be play motivated basketball at Wisconsin, they win going away. I know Wisconsin's on the road. I know you're going to have to deal with crappy Big Ten officials. All that's going to happen. It's going to be a muddy, sloggy, gross game like Big Ten games are in the Kohl Center. It's going to be that way. How bad does Purdue want to, want to go through that crap? I said this on Twitter. If you embrace the suck, the horrible, crappy parts of the long marathon that is college basketball, if you embrace that, if Purdue just embraces that for two more games here versus Wisconsin and Illinois, they win the Big Ten title by a lot, regular season by a lot, and they earn the number one seed. I don't care what happens in the Big Ten tournament, they've got that number one seed if they can do that. In both of these games, they can do it if they are dialed in. Now, Purdue is a better shooting team than they were versus IU. IU is not as good of a shooting team as they were versus Purdue. This is happens. not who you play, it's when you play them, as Gene Katie said. And I keep quoting that on Twitter because I think it's so important, right? But Purdue's got to get themselves right mentally. Granted, momentum is all, it's kind of a construct we put together as fans and things like that, but it's a real thing too in those guys' minds. They've got to get their minds right. It's time for that. It's time for this team to start playing like they're capable of playing again. So the next question is, has the freshman wall affected this team so much that they can't get over it? Okay. I've heard a couple good points on this last couple days. First one, I came up on my own. I want to share it with you here. I shared it on Twitter. Some of you have probably seen it. I see many common names here that are on Twitter. Thank you to you guys and gals for, for gals, girls and guys for tuning in. Uh, I sound like my grandfather. Um, for tuning in today. But here's what I wanted to share with you. Lawyer and Smith, obviously, they are very, very good freshmen, but they are freshmen. Let's keep in mind, these are young guys. And night in, night out, especially down this run where Purdue struggled so much in the last, what, six games, five games, six games. They have played teams that have very experienced guards to go back to the point that I started with this with. So when you're 18, 19 years old, and you're playing a guy who across the way is 22, 23, and I think they've even played a 24-year-old guard, I believe. They haven't. They've played a guy who's very close to 24 years old. That is a colossal change. Remember, remember, a year ago, Braden Smith was playing against Fisher's High School. He was playing against guys who were 16 to 18 years old. Sometimes playing against guys that are not a lot taller, not a lot taller than me. I'm 5'4". He was playing against guys that are 5'7", five, 5'8", five, some nights. Who, as much as they want to be big, strong men, they're just not there yet, right? They are playing against men now, and they are playing against guys who are not only, when you look at Northwestern and Maryland and IU specifically, those three teams, you see teams that are ball dominant guards. These guys are very long, they are very quick, they are very athletic, and they are full grown ass men. We cannot discount that. So now the question is has Purdue learned enough? Number one, what they're getting into. Lawyer and Smith both. Is that enough to overcome the fact that they're going to beat the living hell out of these young Purdue guards? They are going to take the fight to them. They're going to set high screens. They're going to move in those high screens. They're going to stick out their leg, give them Charlie horses. They're going to trip them. They're going to throw elbows. It's going to happen. We've all talked about this. It's going to happen. Can they get through it? And then the next question is, how much do these guys want the fight? Right? Let's hope they want it. Because it's coming to them one way or another. Is Purdue ahead of schedule? Yes, like I've said, I've said all over, Purdue is ahead of schedule. But are they good enough that they can actually make noise in March? I don't know. We're there, guys, girls. We're there. It's March. It's March 2nd, and the 
air outside tells you it's spring. It's sunny and it's 50 degrees in Indiana and it is fantastic. The next part is we just got to crack open some uh, some championship basketball. We got to watch some conference tournaments that actually matter. Those lower those lower conference tournaments are already in full swing. You've already had buzzer beaters. It's tons of fun. This is the best time of the year if you're a college basketball fan. Let's just hope Purdue can be the cherry on top of that and make it oh so much sweeter for all of us. So um, thanks to everybody who's tuning in. I'm going to go through here this real quickly. Um, hammer down everybody. Um, let's see. Richard Connors has my favorite comment. And if you're a Always Sunny in Philadelphia fan, you know what Richard's saying here. He says, you got to pay the troll toll if you want to get into Purdue's soul. Uh, look it up. The troll toll, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. It's disgusting and hilarious. And he's right. That's the first thing I thought of, Richard. Thank you. I didn't want to go there, but, but you made me go there. So thank you. Um, Greg McManus says, I see what Adidas does to their schools and their alternates are actually worse. Generally, the Nike. This is the bad thing. You are right, Greg. Okay? And here's the thing. I've been preaching for years that I would love to see Purdue. Like, remember they had the Under Armour offer when Morgan Burke was, was uh, athletic director. Purdue had a very handsome Under Armour offer on the table. Burke turned it down for multiple reasons because the long relationship with Nike. And he thought, okay, the players like Nike. And I think, I think it was pretty, pretty uh, lucrative. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Miles Underwood is here. He says, Purdue sucks. Uh, go blue. So that's an old pal of mine, Miles. I have not talked to Miles in years. Thank you for tuning in. That is awesome. I appreciate it. Uh, I am rooting for Michigan. Oh, no, I'm rooting against Michigan. Uh, as always, Miles, sorry. Um, and I don't, uh, and you know this, Miles, I think even years ago when we were talking, um, I, I've never liked Juwan Howard, and I like him less since you and I have talked last. So, um, yeah, but uh, so the regarding, sorry, he threw me off my game there. So Under Armour and Adidas, yeah, it's worse than Nike. So Nike butchers the, the tournament shirts, and somehow they're better than what Adidas does. Let's not forget, Adidas should almost never be forgiven for what they did to their, their blue chip teams in the NCAA tournament a couple of years ago. They, they gave them the worst things to wear. They had mismatched shorts and jerseys with these uh, slashes all over them. Just an abomination. Uh, but somehow Nike has said, yeah, uh, we're going to try to get into this, this crappy arms war. We're in. Um, uh, Ancient Astronaut says, uh, we better be beat the brakes off Wisconsin. I'm tired of these close calls. Okay. I got bad news. I think it's going to be close. Um, I thought, and I, I told you guys this last time I, I had a show, I thought Purdue would lose to Wisconsin. I still feel that way. But I think they should beat Wisconsin, if that makes any sense. I don't feel great about this game. Purdue, and, I, and, and you guys know I'm going to tune in. I'm going to stay up way too late tonight. I'll do one of these. I'll do a post game. I'll try to do it after the game. And then I'll be up to like 2.30 or 3 because that's what I do. After a Purdue game, I'm way too wound up and I cannot calm down. So, if Purdue can handle their business, it'll be a, a fantastic night, and hopefully they'll. Somebody had a great joke on Twitter. I can't remember who who did this, but they said Purdue should sew on the Big Ten champs patch on during the half, and come out of the locker room saying Big Ten champs if Illinois can can beat Michigan. So um, they won't do that, obviously. Uh, let's see. Troy Lewis Jackson says, can Michigan still tie us for co-champs? So, yes, they can. So, Purdue has the tiebreaker for the seeding in the Big Ten tournament because of head-to-head. -head. But Michigan would be co-champs. I believe that's how it works. Someone can correct me. I don't think I'm wrong. I don't think I'm out of line here because they don't have – they just have straight-up record in the Big Ten during the regular season. And 
uh, yes, Michigan is, I believe, still two games back, and everybody else is three. I'm almost positive about that. But then again, this is like you got to be a trigonometry guy. You got to understand your math. I'm I'm a guy who draws for a living, so that's a tall order for me to get too deep into math. So I'm not going to do it. Many of you guys, engineers, I got made fun of earlier in the season for for not being a great math student. Fine, fine. I, I'm here for my good looks. Um, let's see. Yeah. So uh, if we lose, uh, they went out. Like, yeah. Boilerman, uh, I think, reestablished what I said. He, he backs it up. Um, let's see. Anybody else here? Da, 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 da. Yeah, Joe Inslee says, 24 years old like David, Jen- David Jenkins. Like, precisely. Purdue has taken advantage of this. That's the thing. So I, I, I've bitched about the, the COVID year, the extra year, and the free-flowing transfers. I've complained about it, and I will complain about it. I'm glad Purdue takes advantage of the rule. The rule is there. So why wouldn't Purdue do it, right? So David Jenkins is a good example. Another good one, if you want to go back to football season, of course, Aiden O'Connell. He was 23 during the football season. That is an old, that's not a college-age person. Let's be real. It's just not. That's like a college-age person in a, in a, uh, a college comedy, right? A guy who's, uh, what's, the, what's the old joke? A lot of people go uh, to, I think it was in a Chris Farley movie. A lot of people go to college that long. I think Foley said this to, uh, or pardon me, um, said it to uh, Chris Farley. Um, they're called doctors. A lot of people go to college that long. They're called doctors. Damn it, I butchered that. Butchered that. Um, so anyway, Josh says uh, we need some tweaks from Painter, not just stay the course. Well, Josh, you know, and you saw the post game after IU. Painter did not talk about tweaking. He talked about staying the course. The positive and negative, real quickly. So I'm at 17 minutes. The positive uh, and negative about Matt Painter. The positive is that he's dead steady, and the players see that steadiness. And they don't panic, generally. The negative is he's dead steady. And when things aren't that good, they can't stop a tailspin. They can't. They haven't been able to do that. The only time I can remember a tailspin stopping is when um, when Carson Edwards stopped the tailspin on his own. And Painter refused to call the timeout. And he said, I'm going to let this play, which is his MO, right? Every now and again, you need that timeout. You need the deep breath, and then you need to chew on somebody and say, guys, we're not playing around. We've seen that famous clip by Painter saying, this game is not for the week when Purdue was playing IU a couple years ago. And that's we need more of that from Painter. Freaking get in somebody's face. Let them know. Matt's got it in him. He just chooses not to do that. So, um, But he's dead steady. And it, much of the time, especially during the regular season, it plays pretty well. During the tournament, it never plays well. Purdue's got a lot of work to do to get back to the level of play they were had just a month ago, but they can get there. It's still there. The parts are still there. Um, let's see. Uh, Greg McManus says, guard ball is, is to muck it up, similar to what Bennett did. He was there. Yeah, it's it's the same. It's the legacy of Dick Bennett. It's gross. I hate it. I disdain the fact that so much of the Big Ten is based on that reputation. took Purdue, like, what, seven years to get out of that reputation Purdue was that type of team, too, for a while. But now Purdue's an offensive team. Bit of a juggernaut there. Uh, very efficient offense. So, let's see. Um, yeah. Greg McMahon says, uh, Walker at Nebraska is 25. Walker at Nebraska, I think, owns his own business. And he hasn't just owned it for like a year. He owns like a trucking and logistics business. And he's owned it for years. Greg can probably talk about that. Um, yeah. And that just tells you, I mean, that's... This is a different, this, is a, this guy's already thinking about real business, real work after school, and then he goes back and practices with guys that are 18 years old. By the way, Tom Inaga is incredibly fun to watch at Nebraska. 
Um, I, I wish that guy the best and I hope he keeps playing because he is just, he's entertaining as hell. So, um, I think that's it. I'm going to call it 20 minutes. We're at 1956. I'm going to call it, and I'm going to say thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, ben Cotton a minute ago said I helped him with his writer's block. That's what I'm here for, Ben. That's 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 what I like to do. And um, I like to help people with their writer's block or help them get a deep breath when, um, when work's bringing them down. Tonight, your Boilers can clinch an outright Big Ten title, either on their own or with the help from Illinois. We'll see what happens. Tune in, 9 o'clock. I think it's Big Ten Network. Horrible tip-off time that I disdain as an old man, but here we go. God bless you. Hammer down. Talk to you soon. See ya.